So I was making heroin the other day, and I kind of <laughs> thought. Yeah, what, what was your thought on heroin? Oh, it wasn't on heroin. It was on uh, the city. W- which city? This city, the one we live in. Oh. Yeah. It was about budget issues? No, it was about the airport and how cool it is. Oh, yeah, no, the airport was really cool. But before we get into that, welcome back to Clio Talk. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm RC. And we have a guest who is a budget expert. Wow, we have a guest? Yeah, we have a guest. Who is it? Well, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jess. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I receive my credentials on public sector budgeting. I received an MPA from New York University's Wagner School of Public Service in 2020. I then worked for a major American city in their finance department, and I now do public sector financial consulting. And now you're on a podcast with no listeners. Now do your credentials, Matt. Yeah, Matt, what are your credentials? (laughs) I have a bachelor's in history from the University of Kansas, and (laughs) that's about it. And I, and I, I do an office job. Hell yeah. What about you, Richard? I have a university degree in history from the University of Wichita State in Wichita, Kansas. Hell yeah. And I work in insurance. <laughs> 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 I heard someone say that insurance is where everyone who got a useless degree goes to. Ah, but see, that's where you're wrong. Okay. My useless degree is for this useless podcast. I love that. But we fucking calling me out like immediately. <laughs> Yeah, Uno reverse card. You did it to me, I'll do it to you. That's true. I do like we were walking through the airport because we're just skipping the like actual intro right now. Yeah. And you were like pointing out that's a D twenty six like safety reconnaissance door or whatever. Just like every single door that we saw, you were like doing the serial number of. I I like doors. Okay. Yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, we well we did the tour of the new KCI airport this weekend and we have some uh, reporting to do on that um it's cool they have gender neutral bathrooms and tvs that tell you how many stalls are open yeah that's it no they have a parking garage out front which it's like wow what a concept it's like every other airport in the country they also have um a terminal uh with, with two <laughs> concourses yeah you, which you can walk to um they also have uh, these things called restaurants um where you mm-hmm. can purchase food and drink now, uh, for those who are not familiar with the previous Kansas City Airport, uh, it sucked, and it had no options. You so, my dad actually took a flight today, um, and they don't have food in the old terminal anymore, because <laughs> the vendors just stopped stocking food. <laughs> it, it closes uh, February 28th in a week, and they just stopped caring. There's birds that just kind of live in it now. <laughs> they, they genuinely have just given up. They're, they're just... They got the calendar date like circled. They're like, oh, God, we just got to make it there, guys. We just got to make it there. <laughs> yeah, so the new one's going to be a breath of fresh air. I agree. But also, in other news, uh, Steven Spielberg is apparently uh, working on a seven-part HBO series on Napoleon based Ooh. off of Stanley Kubrick's old script. Nice. <laughs> Is it going to be the, like Waterloo where they get a bunch of Soviets to. Hey, you the know, actress. there's a bunch of uh, fighting in uh, U- Ukraine, I guess. Yeah, and they and they left smart. So. Yeah, yeah. they did leave smart. Yeah. We yeah. might get nuked. Well, I mean, we have nukes too. Hell yeah. Wait, it's not. 
It's not smart. It's START, isn't it? START? Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty. It is start, not smart. Wow, Matt. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm smart, <laughs> and I didn't know what start. Jess, what do you think about uh, nuclear proliferation? Well, you know, in Iran, yes, there was a nuclear deal. Yes, and in some point. We pulled out of it. Yes. And it was up for debate whether that was a good public policy decision. Yeah. Very good. And now things have not gone well there. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's an ongoing thing. World War Three is trending every other week on Twitter, but that that's just kind of standard now. Well, it, 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 it's the beginning of every single year. There has been World War Three memes and stuff trending on Twitter at the beginning of every single year, and then we get started in the year, and something happens, and honestly, with this will be trending until one celebrity dies tragically, and then it'll just be over until next February. What was this year's World War III? Uh, I think it was the whole, like, balloon thing. Kind of just, like, increasing tensions between the two major... Powers, not, I was going to say nuclear powers, but I think China only has like 100, only 100 nukes. <laughs> but, uh, Enough to kill almost every American. Yeah, you know, well, that's just laughing matter. Yeah. Or that's no, you know, whatever. <clears throat> Anyways. Well, but we have a reason to have someone with actual skills. Oh, we just cruised through every single other topic. Yeah, yeah, we we blew through every single topic that we had planned other than... There we go, baby, five minutes. (laughs) It took us five minutes. We cruised through every single talking to to lead to the one thing we want to talk about. No, you guys need your 20-minute warm-up. No, I'm I'm rolling it back. I'm rolling it back to the airport. Yeah, there's... Okay, why do we need a new airport, Matt? Why is this a thing? Why are we spending a billion dollars on an airport in Kansas City? Okay. If you're not from Kansas City, if you've never flown through it. So, TWA built a t- built three terminals because uh, Transworld Airlines used to be based in Kansas City and then it mm-hmm. moved to New York. And But they built a Kansas City to be a regional hub and the whole point of it was it was supposed to be, you know, you could pull up right there and only have to walk like 75 feet to your uh, gate and then get on your plane pre-security. So basically... And then 9-11. And then 9-11. So basically they were three really thin donuts where you uh, could just walk and it was extremely close to get from the front door to the like gates which led to the airplanes. But when you introduce security and ways to block that area off and whatnot, you basically have an airport that already doesn't have a room to be halved. And uh, the whole point of uh, any airport in Kansas City was, you know, to be functional. And the other airport that could be used in Kansas City uh, was one of the most deadly airports in the country. Now, at the time, so it was the Charles B. Wheeler Downtown Airport, which was, and I think it was the Transworld Airlines headquarters. It was their airfield, but the FAA declared it the most dangerous airport in the country and forced them to build the new three-terminal cool one in, like, the 70s because they, uh, before 9-11, before airplane hijackings were too big, they just had a lot of crashes such as August 6, 1966, when Braniff Airways Flight 250 BAC-111 left 
headed for Omaha and crashed near Falls City, Nebraska, killing 42 people. God, <laughs> that's crazy. Or in... 1965, when Continental Airlines Flight 12, Boeing 707 from LAX, uh, landed in rain and wasn't able to stop. And uh, everyone lived, but it, like, careened off the runway. (laughs) (laughs) Or in 1962, when Continental Airlines Flight 11, Boeing 707 from Chicago uh, exploded over Unionville, Missouri, killing all 45 passengers. Okay, that one... Um, you know, that one's not Charles B. Wheeler's fault. That, that's the plane's fault. That's the plane's fault, guys. Come on. <laughs> Take that off your list. And Anyway, so um, if you've ever been, well, you have no opportunity unless you book a flight like, no, the, now. No, you, you can't, yeah. Like, it, in no time. In, it, it, if you somehow hear this podcast upon release and then buy a same-day ticket to Kansas City to see the old airport, um, you'll be sorely disappointed because it, it sucks. With TSA, yeah. it sucks. Granted, did it make uh, getting through TSA really easy because there was, like, two people and, like, not enough room? So were they, like, not really doing security? Yes. See, and that's proof that the TSA doesn't do anything because we have an airport where the TSA... Not only is it not actually the TSA, they actually hire an outside contractor to do the security screenings in the KCI. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. So the TSA isn't even there, but there's no, like, security. It's, like, compared to other airports, like D.C. or whatever. Yeah, you can basically, it's basically, like, I don't know, pre-TSA, like, just metal detector or whatever. Yeah, I, well, so I travel for work, and so I, I go to KCI a lot. They never make me take my liquids out of my carry-on bag. Mm-hmm. They half the time don't make me take my laptop out. They let me just walk through the metal detector, not the full body scanner. Like I don't think I've ever gotten full body scanner. Yeah. In case you... <laughs> I have. You have? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's because he's Irish. Yeah. It is because you're Irish, yeah. And it's the worst. It's, I mean, I've been in a lot of airports. It's this one is the worst mm-hmm. by a lot. You can't piss after security. There's nowhere to eat. God forbid you want water. Yeah. If you're thirsty, <laughs> suffer. <laughs> it's the worst. I try to time my flights. I try to time my to time my arrival at the airport so that I'm spending no more than fifteen minutes in the terminal. Yeah. Which I mean, considering that like the only vendors are like a sad lady or uh, like a little like machine and the sad lady has like a bucket of ice with some Cokes in it and that's all you can really get. I saw a picture. Um, the sad lady only has Sprite anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> There's only Sprite in the airport. That's it. Sprite. Sprite and then the one drinking fountain at the other end of the terminal. Uh, but... Now that's proof that the doors are what stop more hijackings, not the security screenings, is because nobody's hijacked the flight from KCI. Were there no doors pre nine eleven? Yes. No, the doors were not reinforced, and they were basically just like privacy screening doors. You could just kind of slide them open. Do, uh, doors they didn't the lock to, yeah. to like the actual like where the to the pilots. Is. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. No. Genuinely, that's because okay. So because every single hijacking before. 9-11 was pretty much 
guy with like a fake gun or whatever goes up to the mm-hmm. cockpit is like take me to cuba and then they just land in cuba he gets off they continue on their flight mm-hmm. it wasn't until the plane was used as a suicide weapon to like mm-hmm. fly into buildings because even like the bombings before then you know it's like some guys trying to like send a message or whatever blowing up the plane or whatever you know, like 200 people die that's not enough to do everything but the, yeah once the plane itself was used as the mm-hmm. weapon they're like yeah we should probably make the cockpits harder to access so a guy with box cutters can't just walk up and like stab the pilot because you could just if you if you were like determined enough you can just walk you could just walk up to the cockpit and open the door interesting because they like were like little plastic lock things so yeah now the only dangerous thing you can do if a plane is uh be a suicidal pilot who flies into the mountains yeah or that uh the malaysian airlines one i'm pretty sure that was i've seen a documentary thing where it's like yeah he was probably just suicidal and just flew it over the ocean till the one that went missing, you know? Yeah, the uh, the, the Let Me Know video. Yeah, yes, yes, yes that yes. one, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's a good-ass video. Yeah. Ch- check it out, everyone. But now they have a new airport. and uh, Oh, yes, yes. Th- th- there's food. There's a Dunkin' Donuts. There is. There's coffee in the airport. And food. You can eat a meal. You can buy an alcoholic beverage. There, there is more than one like single like toilet mm-hmm. that you can access while in the post security area. You can't like you know wait in line for toilets, and well, you probably have to wait in line for toilets if it gets really busy. But you know, you didn't have to like wait for someone to like get out of the bathroom. Yeah, and also another thing, you can take your luggage into the stalls with you now, so you don't have to just. Yes. And the doors open out instead of opening in. So you don't have to climb over your luggage to get out of the bathroom stall. And there's uh, the, the the baggage claim is on the bottom level and the drop-off is on the top level. So that when you're driving, you don't have to fight the people trying to get out yeah. as you're getting in. There's two different lanes. Yeah. Wait, they, it's incredible. They thought about a modern airport while building a modern airport. Right. It's incredible. Now. Okay, I did hear some complaints. This is secondhand uh, from the tour, which was uh, someone thinks that there isn't enough bathrooms and that the fit and finish of the airport isn't ready, even though it's not open yet. It's not open yet, and they're still working on it during the tour. It opens in like seven days. Yeah. They can get the fit and finish done. I mean, it's an airport. I think there were plenty of bathrooms. Well, if you think there were 36 stalls in the gender neutral ones, and there were three gender neutral ones, I think one in each. I, I saw three, I think, two or three. But uh, then there's two, like one men, one women on each side of the terminal. Yeah. And going down. So it's got to be close to like 200 bathrooms, like like individual toilets, probably closer to 400 ish. You count like the external, like like baggage claim and stuff. That's probably enough for like a mid-sized regional airport. Yeah, I, mean, uh, how many I know people... it, it, it. Well, it's built to be uh, eventually a hub in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, there's only you can only have like 150 or 200 people on a 737. So there's only going to be like one plane arriving at once, and all the people sitting will have assumably gone to the bathroom. Or I, I'm this is too far into the weeds. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm getting into like bathroom logistics. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's I'm enough excited. bathrooms. I'm excited too. I think there's a, a prospect of us getting more direct flights because right now it's like 
You can go to Denver, Salt Lake City, Atlanta. You can go to Chicago. 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 Sometimes New York, but that's pretty much it. And I do a lot of work in California, and I can't get there direct. Yeah, it's because I think that's, yeah, airline kind of logistic thing is they just, it's cheaper to send you to Dallas. Like when we went to Minneapolis, like, okay, to go to, you know, Minneapolis, north of Kansas City, first you must go to Dallas. Right. Um, (laughs) Granted, okay, that was a airline who has a hub in Dallas, so I guess it makes sense to be flown to their hub well, because just... we, we, we did get it from, from a different airline. We got direct back to Kansas yeah, city. We got direct back. It was like a 40 minute flight. Yeah. Meanwhile, direct like there, it was like six hours. <laughs> but when I lived in St. Louis, which is, it's a larger metropolitan area, but a smaller city itself. Yes. Um, I, I took direct flights all the time to California and the East coast. And they're just, it, it, Lambert's a better was a better airport, so I am hoping that we're on that level now. Because I think it's just for some weird reason, I guess less people going directly to California, so it's cheaper to just send you to Denver. And yeah, then, yeah, but I guess St. Louis people just want to go to California. I don't know. Well, it also they're not a hub. I don't think. Well, it you don't want to dump. Like, if you're an airline, you got to think about it. Do you want to dump a bunch of people for, like, three or four hours in old KCI? That's also fair. Yeah, yeah. no, you couldn't. You couldn't have a yeah, layover the there. Well, I mean, and if you did, the, like, riots that would happen. Yeah, and so, and I think the location in the country is perfect for having a layover if you're doing a cross-country flight. Yeah, I mean, that, logistically, Kansas City makes more sense mm-hmm. as a regional hub than even, like, Chicago, unless you take, I guess, maybe curvature-wise, but it's just, like, it's more central. That's what I've been saying with, like, Amtrak, too, is it just makes more sense because it's just in the middle of everything, you know? But riding the Amtrak is more expensive than driving. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, okay, you can get to St. Louis for, like... no. 30 bucks. No, you cannot. Yes, you can. I looked at the prices yesterday. Okay. Well, I've purchased these tickets and they were 60 bucks each way. Each way? I was yes. looking at them for 30. I was looking at them for like 30. Like yesterday because I was going to go to a St. Louis Battlehawks game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is there, but like, were but, you doing more planning? Like, it was more in advance. Yeah, it was like, so, for like March. 22nd i think so there's probably more days so it was cheaper whereas that's fair but still even when i drive and i have a larger car it's i it takes me half a tank of gas to get to st louis yeah i think just less than 30 dollars is it it is i don't know how much gas is right now i think you're right but I don't like driving five hours to St. Louis because it makes my brain hurt. It's three and a half. And there's a White Castle halfway through. There is. Yeah, when you stop at White Castle, it makes it five hours because you have to pull over. That's to true. You, you have to pull over to out. shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. I don't like driving through Missouri, I'm going to be honest. So, in particular, the drive between Kansas City and St. Louis is excruciating. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely nothing. Except for Mizzou. Yeah. I, I went to a reptile expo like a year ago in St. Louis. 
And for some reason, the drive to St. Louis feels longer than the drive to like Denver does. (laughs) I don't know why. I know that it's shorter. It just, it felt like it took, no, I did it in like the middle of the day. It it just felt like it took forever, (laughs) even though it's like the same as the drive to Wichita, which I do all the time. And it's like nothing. It feels like 20 minutes. It's it's just, it's bizarre. And I, you know, I I think when you're, when you're driving to a place like Denver, you have something that you're looking forward to. Yeah. When I'm driving to St. Louis, I'm full of dread. (laughs) 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 And that's what I think the difference is. That makes sense. And I like how you have him full screen. Yeah. (laughs) He's always watching you. Yeah. He's looking down. You listeners if if there is any do you know who is watching us right now i do do you jess hunter larkin it is hunter larkin we have a hunter larkin update for all the hunter larkin heads out there (laughs) the the larkinators the larkinators so where are my larkinites at (laughs) 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 my larkistinians (laughs) um yeah well there was a city council uh, we're we're the hunter larkin update podcast brought to you by burger king home of the whopper (laughs) Um, (laughs) we uh he there there was a city council meeting since the coup they at least posted it because they take forever. It's like every two weeks, and then they take two weeks to actual post like previous one. Anyways, um, he just got yelled at a lot. The, the, Constant people asking him to resign. Somebody from the high school who was a high schooler told him that she told uh, all her classmates about his DUI, and they all laughed at him. <laughs> she told him that he should resign. <laughs> um, yeah. A bunch of people asking for transparency, um, a bunch of people asking for, like, what is the reason to which they were told, sorry, they can't answer right now. It's citizen comments. And it's like, okay. But apparently they filled up the city hall all the way out to, like, the front door. So what, what a lot was, of people complaining. What was Hunter's response well, after? he stood up. He bravely said, I, you know, I wasn't going to talk. <laughs> I didn't. I, I told myself I wasn't going to talk, but I have to talk. And then he quoted Steve Jobs for that that quote about like how, you know, the crazy ones are the ones who change the world and stuff. You know, the rule breakers, the uh, the uh, trend breakers, the, it, it, the rule breakers, like getting a DUI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty big. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, they didn't take too kindly to having Steve Jobs quoted at them after he did a coup. Um, <laughs> they kind of heckled him a little bit and called him an idiot. But. I would yeah. like to also point out that he was, you know, doing a, a TED Talk style yeah, slow yeah. walk and forth, walking back and forth across this city council chambers of yeah, a town like, of 5,000 people. He was like <laughs> leaning on the podium. And <laughs> he was really having his moment. He was like, my people know me. My people are going to recognize this quote. And then he was just doing that. This is for the crazy ones. And I, it's I, like, I believe he did say he had followers. Yeah. I guess he were his followers, I guess. Yeah, we so, we do I, talk about him way too much. We do. It's just interesting because it's like a direct coup that happened like four hours away from you that nobody's covering. Nobody's covering except for the angle of connecting this to Trump. 
right? Because that's like the yeah. Daily Beast did an article, and that was their take. Yeah. But it's like, I, I don't think it's that connect because it's basically a Republican cooing a city full of Republicans, right? Yeah, I think it was. I think the connection that the national media was trying to make was the election fraud yeah. angle. But Hunter was never elected. No, yeah. and I do think that that is a big difference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's it's just way different, like local small town politics. Because like the city administrator role that he fired is also unelected, so it's like not really the same as you're kind of trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, doing the whole like Trump whatever election fraud stuff because it it's not really the same but so the reason we brought on someone with uh expertise is uh they also have some published finances whether it's his campaign finances and city finances of goddard in general which uh we've shown to our expert and uh, briefly (laughs) briefly (laughs) we we, we just want to know uh some of your uh takes from what you've seen so far so this is a man Clearly, with high political ambitions. Yes. Okay, well, man is pretty generous. He does look like a child. Yes. <laughs> now, here's a guy. Here's a, a, a person. And he has completely nuked his own career over a town with a general fund budget of roughly $4 million. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money, $4 million. It is not a lot of money. Oh, really? No. I want you to think about the city of Kansas City, Missouri, that has a like $600 million general fund budget. That's a couple more than uh, four. <laughs> yes. Uh, do the police in that budget get half the budget like they do in Goddard? Closer to like 40%. So okay. they're probably like roughly the same. Yeah. But Yes. <laughs> And I find that to be a, an incredibly strange and short-sighted decision. <laughs> I don't even know if he gets health benefits for being the mayor. I, you know, in a lot of these small towns, these are volunteer yeah, positions. Yeah, I, I, I looked at the charter. I don't think he gets it paid. No, I don't. I probably not. I think the city administrator does. Yeah, I don't absolutely. think the mayor does. And, and the city administrator probably had a good salary because... What was the equivalent of a three or four months salary? Yeah, for his him? severance package was three months pay, which is $53,000, yeah. which is pretty decent. I mean, that's probably... That's fairly standard for a city administrator of a, a town that size. But no, those are typically um, unpaid positions that are volunteer-based in terms of for the city council and don't often lead into actual political careers beyond city council well he ran for state house as we know and he got absolutely curb stomped in the primary after spending probably five to ten thousand dollars well speaking of spending the money we do have his campaign finances which is public information it is public information and a disclaimer i don't do campaign finance i can read it though but we can read yes uh he had I think, and we, we as we've been kind of covering this story, because, yeah, I guess we're covering the story, whatever. We're um, ad hoc journalists. He got, he resigned as mayor originally 
because of the DUI, but yeah. also because of ethics complaints about his connections to real estate developers, right? Yes. So we, we kind of were missing that one puzzle piece, which makes everything make sense all of a sudden, where it's like, oh, that's why he did the coup is because of his connection to real estate developers. And when he ran for office in 2022, state office, uh, he had 25 different real estate companies and individuals associated with real estate donate to his campaign. And those were... Pretty much all the donors, aside from himself. Don't forget the uh, oil and gas company he does work for, in which he does both HR and accounting. Yeah, he is the HR and accounting guy for, I'm not going to name the company, but yeah. And yeah, they did also donate the maximum amount to his campaign. Um, But uh, the largest donation uh, in this list, uh, what was it again? uh, It was $23,000. From who? Oh, Hunter Larkin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's it, a big supporter. Yeah, he it, it donated to himself. Yeah. And then paid himself back afterwards. Yeah, after his campaign failed. Um, but Which, I mean, a lot of people have failed campaigns. Yeah. But a lot of people aren't 23-year-olds with um, $23,000 to donate on a failed campaign. <laughs> and to who get 25 different real estate companies to be the only contributors to his campaign, now, allegedly. So... The thing that confuses me is uh, I can't see any connection between these real estate donations and uh, recent things the city of Goddard has done since Hunter Larkin has taken mayor, right? Well, like there, there's obviously no connection between decisions made. Well, and it kind of makes we read his campaign website. Um, I think in the earlier episode where we it was just kind of about him. Yeah, and. If you remember the third point that he puts as his accomplishments, he's got five accomplishments. The third one was he started six new residential developments. And that kind of is the, the trend with him is as mayor, he just does a lot of real estate developments and the structuring of those uh, contracts with the city is not necessarily what you would probably expect for a developer coming into a community trying to build some real estate. Yeah, what I mean, obviously, like logically, a developer would buy their own land. Yeah, they and just, then build the development and then sell the units or rent the units. Yeah, they just kind of they've been just kind of annexing the city. The city's been the annexed. city has been annexing hundreds of acres of land into the city limits, and then just kind of and and somebody brought this up at the meeting, the most recent meeting. There's no real like lists of the sale of the land. The developers just kind of have it. And then they just start building um, buildings. like Because the like, city's giving them land for free and also yeah. paying them for the privilege? Yeah, they're, they're, they're paying... The, the city of Goddard's the, paying. The city of Goddard is taking out <laughs> bonds to pay for the developers to build. That is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. So, okay. I am all for increasing the housing stock and for dense development because I, I see these are duplexes. Yeah. However, um, it is bad financial practice to gift public land, to annex and then gift public land to developers. Also, don't you have to pay bonds back over time? You do have to pay bonds back. Um, So what is the majority of the income of the city of Goddard? Like, how do they get most of their income? Sales tax. Sales tax. Which, which is Larkin, unusual. Which Hunter Larkin did brag about increasing. Yes. Yeah, he did. That was his first, his second accomplishment was yeah. increased more sales than ever before. 
Uh, (laughs) Why why is funding your city through sales tax bad? So most cities are usually funded through property taxes, which weather recessions much better than a sales tax does. And a sales tax is obviously a lot more subject to market conditions. So with their general fund being very heavily sales tax oriented, they could run into some issues if there is an economic downturn, which there inevitably will be. Uh, So increasing the housing stock could be a good way to increase property taxes unless you're giving the land away and paying for the development and i'm a i don't know for a fact that they're abating the taxes but usually when you incur when you as a city want to encourage development somewhere you issue a tax abatement mm-hmm. i'm not sure that that strategy is being employed here but i would have to imagine it is Probably. Probably. Don't we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Now, out of all the cities across the country, and this is a trend for a bunch of small towns, if there was a town that needed a dog for a mayor, I think it's Goddard. <laughs> yeah. They just, they just don't have good luck with mayors. Yeah, they they it, really don't. It, put a dog in. The you, first you don't actually need a mayor. You can't go wrong with a dog. Yeah, it, it, you can have I, someone I've like... never seen a dog counterfeit a zoo ticket, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say the form of government that um, Goddard has, which is a weak mayor system, means that the mayor doesn't do very much other than run city council meetings mm. and sign things. The city administrator or city manager is going to do all of the actual work. Which yeah. they don't have. Yeah, they, they don't actually right. have. I'm, I'm not even convinced... I haven't seen anywhere that they appointed an interim one either. I think the position is just completely vacant right now. That's a weird power vacuum that I'm sure this man is loving. Because yeah, they are undergoing a search for one. But yeah. They're not really. They're hiring like an outside consultant to hire find a city administrator. But, <laughs> which also seems weird because after you've paid the severance for your guy you're now hiring a completely different company to do a That's bunch of... not uncommon though. I know, it's just it's a massive expenditure yes. for no real reason. Oh yeah, it's expensive to fire someone and then to hire them. It's not a good practice to do without cause. Yeah, when Yeah, and they, and they won't give a reason for why because they don't have a reason. But that that's illegal, right? Good Jess. You you have to provide a reason. I don't know. You don't necessarily have to provide a reason. You just, if you, the majority of your council votes you out or votes you out, terminates your contract, you have to leave. But I mean, this is government. Those are public records. And so you could, you can see a lot of a personnel. Some personnel files are private, but you can see a lot of things that are in there. And it, it's very strange that no reason would be given for terminating someone who was extremely well respected in the city management profession in the state of Kansas. They were there for 15 years. Yeah, 15 years. 15 years. And had just received an award, actually, mm-hmm. for their service to the city. Now, can we FOIA some of these documents? 
some of the personnel stuff, yes. A lot of it, no, but... Do, do you have to pay for FOIAs? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you have to pay a processing fee. Hmm. Or they make you pay for the paper or something. I know that because I saw some dude uh, FOIA'd, like, I think the Department of Education or something, <laughs> just for every single document that included the word white in it because he was, like, convinced they were, like, discriminating or something. They gave him a bill for $5,000. Because <laughs> there were, like, 20,000 documents that included the word white. <laughs> but, like, how many, like, documents could, like, the city of Goddard even have? I mean, a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Each one mm-hmm. of these city council meetings is about 150 pages long. Wow. So, I mean, okay. They have private sessions, too, that are probably where they do a lot of the stuff, like, with the silicon and whatnot. Um so probably a decent amount of documentation. I mean, it's the entire city. They got the contracts can get pretty long because I do work with a lot of contracts with uh, like city development stuff. So they can get pretty ridiculously long for no real reason. But like, <laughs> all legally. all these signatures could be done by like one of those stamp prints, putting the dog's paw on it, and then putting it on the piece yeah. of paper. Right? Yeah, I mean that's ba- so. There's not a lot of difference between Hunter Larkin and a dog in terms of the role they would play oh. as mayor of Goddard because the mayor does not a mayor in a weak mayor form of government does not do anything other than run a council meeting. Can the dog quote Steve Jobs though? Can, That's can, true. Can the dog potentially not get kickbacks from real estate development companies? Not get kickbacks from real allegedly, estate allegedly alleged kickbacks in Minecraft. We're not accusing anyone of anything. We're talking hypothetical scenario. Hypothetical scenario if I was a scumbag who had great connections with real estate organizations who somehow managed to take over a small town and then started giving them a bunch of free land that you're paying for, um, I would expect maybe like an envelope full of cash in return. But that is scumbag hypothetical, not an accusation on someone's and hypothetically, if the mayor were a dog, yeah. those kickbacks could be like little treats. Yeah, yeah. Little, little milk bones. Little milk bones. <laughs> greenies, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, they did start a recall petition. Um, you need 100 people. They only have 70 as far as the article I saw, which was written, I think, a week ago. So they only had 70. They need 100. And then once they get 100, that goes to the Cedric County DA's office. Um Actually, you know the Cedric County DA, but uh, and then he has to approve it, and then they can start a recall election, which I think would be pretty easily won. Um, so I work with a lot of um, folks who are who serve as professionals in cities of small cities of like less than ten thousand people, and they say that the worst part about that is like going to the grocery store and having people be like. Hey, where's my permit to build my back porch? Mm. I want to know what it's like to be this man and like arrive at the DMV or like. Well, they don't have a DMV within city limits of Goddard. Yeah, I think they have to go to Wichita. And, mm. and, and, and okay, I'm, what about the Goddard Walmart? I if Is I was he hungry, going I would. To, I, yeah. I think I think he shops in the Wichita Target. That's twenty minutes to the east. Right. It, it gets, that's near where he got his DUI anyway. That is right next to where he got his that's, DUI. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I I will also point out that in terms of um, not being noticed in public, he uh, it, it's got to be hard for him to not be noticed. Basically, he's very platinum blonde, and he's got the the 
I'm trying to run for like elected office yeah. look. Yeah. You know, like the glassy eyes, the like perfectly white teeth, the whatever. So he definitely sticks out like a sore thumb amongst the folk of Goddard. <laughs> Considering how the front front row of this packed city council meeting mm-hmm. looks compared to how he looks, it is uh, n- not comparing looks also it, because that's rude, but also Hunter is out of his depth for how he's like dressing. And- Sometimes it's okay to make fun of the way people look when they're not good people. Yeah. And Hunter looks like a looks like a dweeb. Also, do you think that's his natural hair color? Or do you think he's doing like a JoJo Siwa trick us into believing you platinum blonde moment? I, I don't think you can be that pale and not be that platinum blonde. I, yeah, I think he's like a little like kind of albino gene, you know, like the the white <laughs> hair. I, I've seen some guys like that. Yeah. Also, is that an Apple Watch? I think it is an Apple Watch. Oh, fancy! It is an uh, Apple Watch. I do remember in the other episodes we talked about the nine hundred dollar headshots as well. Um, oh, he has an American flag on this <laughs> lapel thing. He's gearing up for his trip to Washington. Yeah. If, if if he runs for a congressional seat, I think we need to go to a rally. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get him on the podcast if he runs for a national seat. I, I, we're we're going to do that. I, it's yeah. just happening. I mean. Should should we go down to Goddard and try and talk to some of these people? We can. Oh my god, interview them? Yeah, like it, it, it find out where Zimmerman lives and ask if he wants to like talk to us in the Brahms parking lot. I kind of want. <laughs> hey, okay, there's a, there's yeah. a, okay, there's actually there's a bunch of good people that were in that meeting who were like standing up for the community or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to name names, but if any of you guys are actually listening to this, like genuinely, like email us and we'll have you on because there's a lot of people who were like have genuine concerns that were like being really brave and like we're clearly scared of talking at city council meetings yeah and they were you guys know who you are okay. also, also it took time out of their like monday morning yeah to show up and they were just calling this guy out and pointing out a bunch of hypocrisies and stuff and it's just like you know i like that, mm-hmm. I like that. yeah it's scary we the part of our lives that government actually touches is on the local level and mm-hmm. when it's being terrorized by a little weirdo well and it's like a little weirdo who they can't get rid of they can't they have to get the recall election but that whole process is going to happen and it's going to take forever they can't he won't resign i mean he's not going to resign no and they just seemingly they can't get rid of him because he's got the whole city council (laughs) and he's just stuck and he goes to these meetings he gets heckled for 45 minutes in the public comment he gets told to resign by almost everybody the entire city hall meeting is like full out to the door and he's just like no not gonna leave i'm gonna quote steve jobs at you yeah while you guys call me an idiot (laughs) to my face (laughs) while i'm quoting steve jobs oh my god Uh, Uh, but yeah no it's just it, it does kind of show how uh, you can't just elect a guy because you like him. You got to elect the right guy. Well, then you know? he, he's not even elected. He never won a single <laughs> election. <laughs> he, he, he was appointed mayor. The first, well, he got on city council because he asked to be on city council because it's a small he town. Filled a vacancy. Yeah. He, he filled a vacancy. Then the old mayor of Goddard had to resign because he got caught with counterfeit zoo tickets. <laughs> And then he became, Hunter became mayor, got a DUI, 
And then also they found some re- connections with real estate companies, so he resigned. Well, then he, then a guy who has been on city council for uh, decades became mayor. Hunter then cooed him, fired competent employees, and is now basically uh, running roughshod over uh, annexation and bond processes to uh, Matt, develop a bunch of products. What? Getting a DUI is kind of a rite of passage in Kansas local government. Yeah, there yeah. was actually a guy who uh, was on the Wichita City Council who had a DOI and wouldn't resign either. I mean, school in Northeast Kansas. I know there's a few uh, Kansas State House members uh, who have uh, DUIs and some uh, sexual assault and abuse allegations who also refuse to resign. Yeah. So it's common. Stand up for your right to drive drunk. Honestly, I don't even know why they made it illegal, guys. That's a joke. Yeah. Okay, that's a joke. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. But you know, sadly, in 2024, when he's up for re-election, Hunter Larkin has announced recently that he will not be running for re-election for some reason. Uh-huh. I don't know why. Mm. He's for more transparency, but apparently that's not going to be enough to carry the day. He may be uh, seeking higher political office Ooh. rob estes is getting up there in age Ooh, is he gonna run for like a national it, office you think i would love to see this man on the national stage I, I just need him in a debate i really do i need to see him talking with like another like politician i need them to out politician each other you know mm-hmm. just like see who is the better one like it, it, if we put out flyers in Goddard, Kansas, and open up a public forum in the Walmart parking lot, do you think we could get most of the town? I mean, we could probably get a decent amount to yell at us to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very um, tight knit community. Um, yeah, they're very angry about. So, oh, I forgot, you know, I, I was going to say this one. I completely forgot it. This one lady at the city hall meeting was pointing out she's lived in Goddard her entire life. She was saying, you know, the last time that Goddard made it to the national news was when there was a school shooting. And she said, what? this is worse than that. <laughs> this is worse. Yeah. Her words, not mine. It's a high bar. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the only dub that Hunter Larkin's <laughs> taken in this entire scenario. It, it is, is overshadowing a school shooting. Yeah. And Hunter did say, you know, I've been seeing all the comments online. I, I saw the Daily Beast article. I've, you know, I've been reading everything. I've been seeing everything, which means that he's listened to our podcast, which means that, hi, Hunter. <laughs> I mean, I just want to talk. It, does he have yeah. the attention span to get 45 minutes in? Okay, Hunter, if you're listening to this at 2.5 times speed, come on our show. There you go. You got that one, bud. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, um, stop doing what you're doing. Hunter, I don't like getting political, but you, you probably should resign because um, I'm not going to, like, I'm not making threats, but... Uh, it's probably good that the police budget is so high because I don't live in Goddard, but I just, they seem very annoyed with you is all I'm saying. February 31st, we're storming the Goddard Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, it, stop what? the steal. Stop, stop the steal. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, one more question for our expert, though. Um, how would you say this will affect the budget <laughs> of Goddard, Kansas, the way it's currently being ran? Okay. Well, I'm going to go with probably not a – well, okay. It depends – on how strong their finance director is or whoever is doing their budget if it's housed within the city administrator god help the people of goddard um because there's a bit of a power vacuum there so i i don't predict sound fiscal management of public resources in the future of goddard though there likely won't be a lot of changes to their city's expenditures, most cities' expenditures are primarily salaries and benefits. But they, places that would be interesting to look at in the upcoming years would be um, any capital improvements that they are doing, any um, city planning expenditures, uh, any the salary of the new city administrator when that happens. Those are, things are all up in the air, though it is expensive to pay a severance and then hire a consultant and then train someone and then maybe have them leave. I don't believe, I don't think their budget's going to be that impacted by this unless we start seeing some real policy change. Well, I think the main issue with the new city administrator is assumably they're just going to be entirely picked by sure yeah absolutely Mr. larkin and his council that seems to just do whatever he wants yeah so assumably they're going to have the same uh, agenda as whatever his agenda is yes so which seems would, to be which would probably you know tax any, abatements for developers yeah, policy change you yeah uh, issuing bonds to purchase land to integrate within the city right to then give the tax or yeah to which if they if their debt if their debt obligation rises, that can impact their bond rating and their ability to issue bonds for thing, for capital improvements that could actually impact the lives of their residents, like improving street conditions, water sewer treatment. But but Hunter lowered water and sewer treatment costs, so I'm sure he really had a, a strong hand in that. You know, I I looked it up. I do, don't quote me on this. I think the cost the the, the rates actually went up on under his mayorship because um, I, I had kind of been looking at, I saw in the Goddard thing a form that was the water and sewage rates and the, I think they went up by like four cents um, I'm not accusing anyone of anything I'm just saying that one might not be entirely true uh, also I'd love to know the line of logic you're following to that Hunter is following to get that he directly impacted the water sewer rates also, once again, I think we talked about this in the last one, but what a list of accomplishments, right? You're running for state house, and that's all you can pull? Like, that's it? It's just you invested in infrastructure for more commercial? It's like, I don't think you did that. I think that the, like, planning commission did that, and then you just approved it. Or private capital is doing that because you are a possibly growing suburb of a average small city yeah, and restructure a more transparent and honest government it's the city council <laughs> you didn't change anything about it other than the membership like they still have meetings the, the meetings uh, are structured the exact same way in fact but, they but, stopped posting the videos on links 
to the city council meetings on the website. But but he did have a hand in getting a city council member who has a sick hat on yeah, city he council. does have a sick hat. And he restructured the city council to be more honestly and transparently in line with his own agenda. That's true. That's yeah. very true. You can't mm-hmm. fault that. Yeah. That's a... This is a boy that believes in himself. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, you got to just bet on number one, you know? Yeah, exactly. In all stages of life, just, you know, Hunter, Godspeed, buddy. You got this, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know how you're going to win any other offices with this having happened. And, you know, at the mayor age of 23, of, <laughs> mayor of Goddard, Kansas, <laughs> who implemented a political coup to win an office that doesn't have a salary and doesn't have any power. <laughs> but you know, Godspeed, buddy, you got this, dude. <laughs> run for state house again. Fuck state house, run for president. <laughs> He's not old enough. He's not old enough. He's only old enough to run for Kansas state house, or he can run for a uh, house seat in Congress. Yeah, house seat. Yeah, Matt. No, wait, no, wait, Following no. rules is for losers. Yeah, he won't be old enough to run for senator, though, I don't think. You have to be like, how old do you have to be for senator? Like 25? You have to be 30 for senator, 25. Well, he's not even old enough to run for actual like national office then. Maybe he's 23. Governor. Could do governor. Uh, they they changed that after Kansas made national news after they had like seventeen like seventeen year olds running. Oh my for... god, I hated that. The, the, like people from New York, I, I remember that, hearing that on like NPR where they were like interviewing like a seventeen year old from New York, and it's like, yeah, Kansas needs people who actually know like how to do things because you know I'm here because in New York we do things, and it's like, dude, you're seventeen, and you're from New. That doesn't make you better than. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> don't forget one of the other uh, very young candidates for Kansas governor at the time uh, was uh, the heir to a very large like nursing home chain. Oh, yeah. But he was like 17 or 18 years old. So obviously that like no experience. So good how, thing. Good thing. Laura Kelly won. How did the coronavirus work out for him? I don't know. <laughs> but I know that they changed it so you have to hit like a certain age limit to run yeah. for uh, Kansas governor because oh. you know we became kind of a national embarrassment by having a bunch of 17 year olds run for office Hunter the key is the key is here's your key okay don't be afraid to spend your loan seed money on your campaign okay you're just running for a primary Republican office all you gotta do is get your face out there buddy you gotta spend more than five thousand dollars okay you're working with Cedric County. There's 300,000 people there. You got you to gotta spend a little bit more money, dude. Get your real estate developer friends to donate a little bit more money. You can donate as the company and as the individual, okay? Make a bunch of uh, shell LLCs so you can continue donating. Yeah, they, I don't yeah. think they check for a state house campaign. Well, I mean, we checked a couple of years after, but we checked. My yeah. message for the people of Goddard is to speed run this recall before any financial decisions are made. Well, financial decisions are being made. Yeah, guys, you need to just like email the Cedric County District Attorney like right now and just be like, dude, come on. Can we just like get this going? Can we get this ball well, rolling? I mean, people of Goddard, uh, I'm not saying that his address is available, but I think we said this the first episode. Yeah, yeah no. Um, Definitely, we're not saying his address is publicly available information. Yeah, he does not have. We're not saying that he doesn't have a PO box as his campaign headquarters uh, location. 
Okay. Yeah. We're not saying that. So we didn't say that. It's all in Minecraft, allegedly. Uh, and I'm also not saying that you could basically siege his house until he willingly resigns. I will say, yeah, that that is public protest is an effective tool. And you there are more of you than there are of him. So if you want to stand outside and just shout resign at him and, you know. And, and I mean, if it's a publicly maintained street, I mean, you could just like someone who owns a truck box in his driveway. Okay, now that might be illegal. Okay. That might be illegal because the driveway, like you can't block access to a private road, even if it's on public property. So mm -hmm. don't do that. All right, don't do but that. But you can block it with your bodies because that's like you can move, you know? Eggy's house. Okay, well, that might also be. <laughs> no Egg actionable threats. No actionable threats. Just be a nuisance. That's not illegal. Shout. Uh, just tell him to resign when he's shopping for like food at Walmart. Um, yeah. You know how, you know, those like services that are meant for your exes where you can mail someone like a bag of gummy dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Should we mail him some dicks from the podcast? You can. Or a I'm glitter thinking... bomb. We, we should like do what, be more proactive. The Cleo cast account. Are we, are we going to take what? charge Cleo activism. I think we're the only, other than uh, the Wichita Eagle, no, the Wichita Eagle hasn't covered this. Other than the KSN, I think and we're the, the only Daily, national. Daily Beast. Yeah, we're the only national media outlet covering the story. <laughs> international. We have had international. one international listener. Yes, we do have listeners in other countries. So we're the only international media outlet covering the story <laughs> with live week to week updates. Oh, sweet. We're almost at an hour. All right. Well, almost. Gonna... Well, any final thoughts from the from the from you guys? Uh, that, not really. I mean, uh, all uh, none of these are actionable threats. Uh, we do not mean any harm or uh, this entire podcast any is a hypothetical scenario. Yeah, every, okay? Everything's hypothetical. None of the events we're talking about are real, or uh, all the people we're talking about are just uh, our own created figures, not meant to represent any real life individuals. Okay. Yeah, God of Kansas doesn't exist. Say a prayer tonight for the bond rating of Goddard, Kansas, <laughs> <laughs> because I will be. <laughs> oh, baby, we're going to short it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, oh, yeah, is, we got to do that. We yeah, got to do the it, stinger. We can't end it there. The, uh, the, this has been Cleo Talk. I've been Matt. I've been RC. I've been Jess. You can uh, get this podcast anywhere you find your podcast on yes. Spotify, Acast, anywhere that you like to listen to it. Uh, we, like Apple Music or like yeah. actual places. <laughs> we have a Twitter account at Cleo History. We have an email, which is uh, CleoHistoryPodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, go, you can email us. You can uh, DM us on Twitter. You can tweet at us. You can follow us anywhere that you have Twitter or podcast. You can't, you, send us, you can't send us court summons, though. We don't get those. No. no. Those do not work. Uh, the, it, put them in your personal shredder and yes. don't send it. Yeah, just don't. Yeah. Just say no. All right. Bye. Bye.